Hey, Michelle, how you doing? I'm having an excellent day, Kevin. How about you? I am having an amazing day. Do you want to know why I had an excellent day? Please do tell. Do tell. I just finished having the most delicious plate of Indian food. Oh, don't make me jealous. I had some lentil dal. I mm. had some chana masala. I had some eggplant. I had some spinach, some saffron rice, some uh, naan bread. Yum. Okay, I, my mouth is watering now, and I'm going to drool everywhere. I don't want to drool all over my microphone. That's that's cruel of you to... What's to your favorite thing that you that. ate today? What is my favorite thing that I... I actually I actually experimented a little bit uh, mm-hmm. today. I made a tofu stir-fry. <gasps> so it had... Um, what are those called? Um they're not they're, they're they're the peas that you can eat everything, but they're not snow peas, but they're uh, like they're thicker. Oh, snap than, peas! Snap Sna- peas, yes. Snap peas. Yes, so snap peas with some fried tofu and a little bit of uh, vegetarian oyster sauce. I don't know why it's still called oyster sauce if it's vegetarian, but anyways, whatever. Well, then then people buying it know what they're getting. I guess, I guess. yeah. And yeah. some rice, and it was a hit. So. So how do you how did you prepare your tofu for that? There's so many different ways to do that to add it to your stir fry. Did you just chop it up and toss it in, or did you air fry it first? Or no, I chopped it up and then I just fried it in the pan, um, mm. just by itself, just to just to give it a little bit of a, a crust. The browning, exactly. Yeah. And then I added in the snap peas and the very sun garlic and ginger and just everything, a little bit of hot peppers. And it was a hit and it was delicious. So does your son like that? Yeah. I mean, he tolerates it. Does he eat the tofu? He, uh, He tolerates it. Oh, well, that's fantastic. It's it's baby steps. He still prefers it when I, you know, make it with ground chicken or something, but I'm trying to do... Um, I'm trying to get him used to it. So I'm doing like yeah. you know, one time when I make it, cause this is one of his favorite dishes. So one time when I make it, I'll make it with chicken. And then the next time that I make it, I make it with tofu and then I'm alternating. And then you don't get any argument. Exactly. And he knows what's coming and he, he'll, he'll tolerate the tofu. He doesn't love it, but he'll tolerate it. Cool. Well, baby steps. That's good. I love tofu. My daughter loves tofu. I, lo- I love it when it's done prop like when it's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. cooked well um sometimes it can just be so boring and bland and blah well you know what i like um fermented tofu a lot oh yes and yes. And, sp- and sprouted even i find is tastier i don't think i've had sprouted tofu mm, yeah oh, yeah i'll have to check that sprouted out everything. See. yeah anyway oh, enough wow. about food well, uh, well, no, I'd, 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 well, this, this podcast, in case you forgot, this podcast kind of is called <laughs> Nutrition for Noobs. So I got news for you. We're going to be talking All about right. food. Okay. I'm sorry. You okay. can't avoid it. But, but maybe we won't be talking about, you know, the specific things that we had for dinner uh, tonight. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what do you want to talk about today? So Michelle, we actually have a listener question. Ooh. I love it. I love it. So we got an email from uh, from Melanie or Melanie. There's a few oh, accents Melanie. in the name. So I think it's Melanie. So bonjour, Melanie. And bonjour, Melanie. Melanie has asked about 
the difference between... She seems to be a bit confused about different plant-centered diets. So vegetarian versus vegan versus plant-based versus whole food plant-based. She's heard all of these different terms, sometimes used interchangeably, sometimes not. And she'd like to just understand a little bit of the difference between all of them. And I was hoping that you might be able to help. Yes, that's a great question. You know what? A lot of people get confused by that. Nutritionists get confused by oh, really? that. Oh, really? Okay, Plant so that's a great question. Plant-centered people get confused by that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's a. I love that question. Okay, cool. So let's start with vegetarian. Okay, that's so, the easiest. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And now a, a little bit of a fun fact on that actually mm-hmm. is that vegetarian originally, originally, originally used to be synonymous with what we. when we use now, use the term vegan. Um, That's what vegetarian actually used to mean. In fact, here in in Canada, the Toronto Vegetarian Society, Mm -hmm. like that that used to be, I think it was like the 1970s or something when that was incepted, late 60s. I do have this information somewhere, but off the top of my head, I can't remember what the dates were, but it's around that area, like late, late 60s, early 70s. Um, that really, for all intents and purpose, they were they were plant exclusive diets, um, vegetarian diets. Okay. Nowadays, though, we have these other terms, as Melanie has has pointed out. We sometimes hear vegan, we hear plant based, we hear whole food plant based, and then people get very confused: are they interchangeable or do they mean the same thing? Um, and a a really useful sort of guide to this uh, was was published uh, by the the folks at Forks Over Knives, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, you know sort of the same company of the of the film that is you know homage to the work by T. Colin Campbell, and they also have like a a great cooking magazine every quarter that comes out. But um, vegetarian nowadays really really means like. Um, Plant, a plant focused diet but it doesn't necessarily mean that they that they don't eat some animal based foods they vegetarians typically do consume eggs they do consume cheese they right. um and 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 other dairy um unless they specify that they're lacto ovo vegetarian or, or they're lacto vegetarian or, or ovo vegetarian okay. yeah or pescatarian and and that's often a first step you know, okay. away, away from, you know, the, the, the group one carcinogen, uh, meats and, right, right. and red and red meats, uh, towards somewhat healthier. Uh, now the vegan diet. Now the way I characterize the other three is that really veganism or the vegan diet is, is, um, really more about the absence of things. Okay. And it tends to be very, uh, more often than not, vegan is very focused on the ethical side of um, animal and cruelty culture, and, right. and 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 avoiding animal-based foods from from that perspective. The ethical standpoint. Um, the ethical standpoint, and not not <laughs> just about the not just about the cruelty of farming, but cruelty in general. Right, like like right. a species is a species and they're the same as you and me exactly, kind of thing. Exactly. And so they they are about the avoidance of animal-based foods, but there's no focus on quality of non-animal-based foods. Oh, vegan okay. is ve- vegan veganism is just the absence of animal. 
um, right. by definition. Okay. So they they may include uh, legumes and fresh fruits and vegetables and whole grains, but it may be a diet that is heavily centered on highly processed foods and heavy in oils. Right. right? So so okay. you can you can be vegan and be a completely unhealthy diet, unbalanced, right. unhealthy diet that is still very heavily processed. Because nowadays, like back when the Toronto Vegetarian Society was, you know, incepted. A bunch of you, hippies, yeah. Yeah, the, the only vegan food was fresh fruits and vegetables and whole grains and legumes. Um, but nowadays you can get vegan burgers, vegan hot dogs, vegan chicken nuggets. A lot of processed food that's vegan. So it doesn't necessarily mean it's a healthy uh, quality quality food diet. It could still be high salt, high sugar, high fat, high processed chemicals, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Correct. Okay. Right. Yeah. And, and um, a lot of plant-based docs uh, that, you know, practice and lecture and, you know, they, they might even be like YouTube famous or whatever that they, they talk about this often that what used to be, you know, Western diet uh, patients and uh, vegan patients now are starting to look exactly the same. They're getting the same instances of oh, heart disease okay. and diabetes, et cetera. If they're, if they're eating like a junk food, vegan diet. Right. Okay. Right. And then, so then there's uh, Melanie. There is also a plant-based diet mm -hmm. and a whole food plant-based diet. Okay. So I always say that anything with the word plant-based in it is more focused on the specific inclusion of things right. than the than the exclusion, exclusion. of things. Okay. Right. So where a plant-based diet and a whole food plant-based diet will differ, um, a whole food plant-based diet focuses on excluding oils and processed foods mm -hmm. as well like and and really focusing the diet on the specific inclusion of whole grains fruits veggies starchy veggies and legumes but a plant-based diet that doesn't preface it as a whole food plant-based diet they will include consciously legumes fruits and veggies whole grains but they may also include some highly processed vegan foods and they don't worry about oils okay okay right so what they have in common is plant-based and whole food plant-based diet don't eat meat and poultry but or but well they avoid they avoid but not a hundred percent necessarily exclude they avoid seafoods, they avoid eggs and dairy products, but they don't necessarily be 100% plant exclusive. Now, you may hear the term 100% whole food plant-based okay, or a 100% or plant-based, and people that use that language are identifying, we don't eat any animal-based foods. Mm -hmm. Um, but if we were a hundred percent plant-based, we may still have some highly processed foods in our diet and oils. But if we were a hundred percent whole food plant-based, we eat only whole food and no processed foods and no oils. Okay. So that's sort of at the, at the extreme end of like plant-based it's, it's, Whole food oh, plant-based. Right, right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent whole food plant-based. So just to make things more confusing for, for Melanie, yeah. you could you could be a plant-centered vegetarian mm -hmm. and eat some eggs and dairy. You may be 
a plant-based diet where you avoid animal-based foods um, and focus on plant uh, whole foods, but you may still include some processed things and right. you may in, be into vegan cheesies and like other like process, highly processed foods. Right. Um, and you won't worry so much about oils, probably very generous still with olive oils and things like that. But if you were a hundred percent plant-based, then you would not have any meat, poultry, seafood, or eggs and dairy. Then if you were whole food plant-based, you would avoid the animal-based foods and also avoid oils and avoid highly processed vegan foods and focus only on fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes, nuts, and seeds. Okay. But if you were a hundred percent of either plant-based or whole food plant-based, then there would be no 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 longer just avoiding animal-based foods. You would um, exclusively not include them. Right. So I personally. I personally, my diet is somewhere in between whole food plant-based and 100% whole food plant-based. Okay. I, I will, like, like, I, like I have mentioned, if I'm traveling and something is extremely compelling and I actually really want it, like that salmon that I had in Portugal, then I, I will make a conscious decision to have it if I, if I really want to have that food. Right. But the last time I had an animal-based food was in 2018. <laughs> so- <laughs> So it doesn't happen too often. Right. Um, but um, and but I will occasionally, the other thing that kind of pushes me away from the 100% is I avoid oils and I avoid highly processed foods, but I wouldn't say that I'm 100% exclusively doing that. Like you you and I have gone out together, right? If we're in right. a restaurant and we're in an Italian restaurant and I'm, and I'm having, you know, essentially like a vegetable-based pasta dish or whatever. But there's oil on it. I don't ask them to leave the oil on. Right, right. Right? Uh, so if I'm eating out, I will still include it. Yeah. So it just kind of depends on where you're at in the spectrum and what you're comfortable with. And I, you know, like many people, I went through vegetarian and then I went through a, a plant-based sort of stage uh, and moved more and more increasingly um, whole food plant-based um, as I got more educated and as, and as I helped more people. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because you, you, you just said it's a spectrum and, and it definitely sounds like a spectrum, but it's interesting because it's almost a, a two or three tier spectrum because I always think of it as meat versus no meat. Mm-hmm. But of course, it's beyond that. And I should have realized this after all of our discussions, but I guess I haven't made that conscious evaluation yet, but there's, there's meat to no meat. But then you've also got your oils and your processed foods and all that, which is like like a different axis. I'm imagining a three or four dimensional axis now where you've got different levels. And it's interesting. And I'm, I'm way down at the bottom of this spectrum, I know. But I'm trying to work my way up slowly. <laughs> well, I think as we've talked about in other podcasts, often what happens is you sort of start on this journey because you decide that you want to do better, but as your microbiome changes and as you learn to cook more things and you become more adapted, you become increasingly comfortable. And then you also notice if you go back to tasting those foods that you used to enjoy, 
you don't actually enjoy them anymore. And then you start to realize, wow, I don't even really miss that. I thought I did, but I don't. That's what happened to me. I remember I was in nutrition school and, you know, we learned what we learned about animal protein and the the fat and the cholesterol and the TMAO and the and and the links um uh between you know inflammatory markers and and disease probability i i stopped eating meat first i was you know vegetarian for all intents and purposes and then my husband and i went out for dinner with a group of friends and it was a really really nice restaurant and what used to be one of my go-tos when you went to a really nice restaurant was bacon wrap filet mignon. I, I used mm-hmm. always loved loved bacon wrap filet mignon. Yeah. And so I ordered that thinking, oh, just this once I'll have it. And you know, you know how they're tiny, oh, right? They're yes, little and exactly. Th- little medallions. And so, so you you rationalize, oh, you know, that's not very much meat. That'll be good. And I cut into it and it tasted weird. And so I I called over our our server and I said I think there's something wrong with the steak like it right. it 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 it, t- it tastes off and I'm afraid to eat it because I think it might might be spoiled in some way. Yeah. So they they were they were apologetic and they took it away and they brought me another one and I bit into it and it still tasted weird. And then I, and so then I had my friends taste it and I said, "Does this taste weird to you?" And they were like, "No, it tastes really good." My <laughs> and this is before before microbiome research had actually even hit science. Right. So but that but I think now looking back that's what happened to me. I was like, "Oh my gosh, my if this tastes different to me now, my taste buds will would have changed. Right, right. I, I, something very minor like that has happened to me too. I might have shared this story already. So stop me if you've heard this. But, you know, of course, I haven't drunk milk for a while now since doing the voiceover work. and But I still love my coffee in the morning. And so I've been switching to, I switched to oat milk, wow, about two years ago now. And... Uh, initially, I didn't like it, but now I now I love it. But I was on vacation uh, a while ago. I think it was when I was in Ireland. And I was somewhere where they didn't have oat milk or soy milk or anything. So it's like, okay, I'll just have regular milk. Like, I'm on vacation. I'm not doing any voiceovers. No big deal. It's not going to kill me. And I just did not like the flavor of, of milk in coffee. It It tasted odd it it tasted as odd as oat milk initially tasted to me when i was when i was drinking milk and i don't like it anymore and i'd rather not have coffee than have coffee with milk now is that the second time you've experienced that because i think you mentioned um a story like that when you were at the uh, at a cottage up north i'm sure you know what it's probably the it's probably the i'm probably repeating myself and i'm probably telling the exact same story and i i apologize to all of our listeners for boring you no for this, no that's totally you know what you never know maybe maybe they maybe they didn't listen to that episode right so that's uh, and they need you? to go back and listen to that exactly go back now but that's cool. So thank you, Melanie, for that listener question. And I hope I explained it well enough. That's um that that's that's a very common thing that that the there's confused perceptions of different plant-centered diets, and there's actually confused perceptions of veganism. A lot of people think a vegan diet is a healthy diet because it used to be. I certainly did, yeah. And and it's not necessarily anymore. The other interesting thing is um, Brenda Davis, who I've mentioned before, is a, a you know a, a well-renowned registered dietitian, a Canadian, and she's um, extrapolated data from the 
Uh, it's from the EPIC, um, the EPIC Oxford studies, I believe, uh, done, done across Europe, where there are very, very large populations over long, long, long periods of time. And she parses out vegetarian versus, versus uh, vegan and uh, plant-based, I think, or whatever. Mm-hmm. She, she Anyway, she, I, I can't remember exactly how she segmented it, but segments it based on the healthier and and healthier versions of these um, towards more plant-exclusive and demonstrates from these very large amounts of data that the closer you get to 100% whole food plant-based, the more gains to be had in absence of chronic disease and healthy longevity. So, I mean, the, the, the vegetarians do better than the meat eaters and and the the healthy vegans do better than the vegetarians. Right, 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 right. That that makes sense. That makes sense. And it is interesting that you know to to the point you made earlier that vegan even today is you know marketers will use it as code for super healthy and you know ultra nutritious and it really isn't necessarily. It can be, but it's not necessarily. It can still be yeah. very processed stuff that is ultimately bad for you. Yeah, and I hope any vegan friends listening to this don't get don't get offended by the by those definitions. It's just re- really simply from a understanding the differences point of view, and 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 certainly not to imply that all vegans are un- of course not unhealthy vegans, but. You know, that that's kind of the best way for us to characterize it. It's really, you know, one is very, very focused on the ethical aspects and the specific absence of animal-based foods. And there's a little bit more leeway to include a tapering off of animal-based foods um, uh, and all the way to being plant-exclusive. But the, the plant-based and whole food plant-based are increasingly... High, higher quality, lower in fat, um, right. higher in vegetables only. So okay, no, that makes sense. Yeah, and maybe that's helpful for some vegans out there listening to this to to think about that because I, I think that's if you if you were immediately attracted to veganism, be because of the you know caring about environment and animal welfare and and um, animal compassion, etc. It's good to take pause and realize that, you know, you there's still room within that diet to to move in a healthier direction. There's always room for improvement. Yeah, because if one more thing I may add, one one of the things that we commonly see among vegans who aren't um, as focused on food quality and I won't say just food quality, but also diversity Mm-hmm. They can't they can fall into a trap, particularly if there are a lot of heavily processed foods in their diet, of ending up being deficient in one or more other nutrients. They can end up being deficient in B12 quite often. They can end up sometimes being um, deficient even in, in magnesium. And vitamin D, they often think that they don't they don't understand that you still need vitamin D is something everybody, everybody of course. At, at, at our at our at our latitude yes, needs to yes. need, needs to needs to supplement with vitamin D, but you know B twelve in particular, a lot of B twelve that we we get is fortified in foods, right? Unless we're um, specifically supplementing with it, so you can end up deficient on a vegan diet, but you're less likely to end up deficient on a whole food plant based diet if that is a varied diet. 
Uh, okay, yeah. So the variety, eat the rainbow, as you always say. Eat I've the rainbow. So, yep. okay, no, that makes sense. So, yeah, no, it's it's good for people to, it, it's good to take a step back maybe and examine not only, not not your label necessarily, but what you're reading and, and why you're reading. And, you know, as I, you know, as I mentioned, there's always room for improvement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so eat real food, not too much. Um, you want to minimize or uh, eliminate um, many of the animal-based foods off of your plate and keep the oils to a minimum or no oil is a very reasonable option. Um, but worry more about what you are consciously including. Focus right. on those whole grains, those legumes, nuts and seeds, uh, fruits, veggies, uh, and you can't go wrong. And then Excellent. always definitely supplement with your vitamin D, supplement with your B12. Uh, keep an eye on how you feel uh, and, and to make sure that your diet is varied enough that you're not deficient in any one essential vitamin or mineral. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, Melanie, I hope that uh, this has cleared things up. And if not, drop us another email. We're always happy to to take as many questions as you can send our way. Because I like to try to stump Michelle with these questions. I failed this time, but maybe next time. Maybe next time. <laughs> All right. Do you have a joke for me today, Kev? Of course I have a joke for you today. Yes. I couldn't let an episode go by without a joke. So, you know, I read that by law, you have to turn on your headlights when it's raining in Sweden. But what confuses me is, how am I supposed to know when it's raining in Sweden? (laughs) (laughs) Now, have you, is that one place that you've traveled? Have you gone to Sweden? No, I've, I have not. The only Nordic country I've been to so far is Iceland which I loved to bits. You love to brag about your trips to Iceland, and I still have yet to go. I want to go. I want to see Aurora Borealis from the Iceland perspective because that's what draws me when I see the pictures. Uh, See, I haven't actually seen the Aurora Borealis because I went in late May. So it was almost midnight sun, which was really weird because I remember eating dinner and we had a, a slightly later dinner than normal. And I remember, you know, you're used to understanding how the sun looks. You know, when the sun's at a certain brightness, you just instinctively mm-hmm. know based on where you live and what time of year it is. Oh, you know, it's around this time. So I was certain that it was around 7.30 in the evening. And I thought, wow, I thought we started eating much later and all that. And we'd been talking and blah, blah, blah. I look at my clock. It's almost 11 o'clock at night. Wow. And I feel that it's 7.30 in the evening. It, it's, it really does mess with you. It's, it's fascinating. I remember waking up in the what is supposed to be the middle of the night. It was 3 in the morning. And I could have read a book. It was it was. Is it hard enough. to sleep like that? Well, you have blackout curtains generally. Mm. Now, the, the Airbnb that I had didn't have blackout curtains, and I told them <laughs> about that in my review. But it, it's, it's, I found it fascinating, and it was so, so interesting. Uh, of course, even in spite of this, I still got stuck in a snowstorm at um, Skogalfoss in the north. So, you know, even in the end of May, you can still have snowstorms. So it's a, but it's an amazing country. I, I absolutely love it. Wow. I'll go anytime you want. Anytime you want to go, I'm with you. Deal. Let's go. Done. Well, you have a big trip coming up. 
We're actually pre-recording this episode a little bit early because you're going away for almost a month. I am. I I'm am. So I'm going envious. I'm going to do my yoga training in Bali and I am so excited. That's going to be amazing. I'd probably skip the yoga, but just spending almost a month in Bali mm. would be amazing. Oh, no. I love it. I do my I, I do it. my meditating while hiking. That's my There's meditation. nothing wrong with that. Thich Nhat Hanh was a very big fan of walking meditation. It's one of the best ways to do it. Well, I hope you have an amazing trip. We'll have to we'll have to have an episode, I think, just <laughs> once you come back on all the food you ate. Yeah, and I'll I'll maybe I'll maybe talk a little bit more about that at the on the next episode and and following that when I get back. So, Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, thank you, thank you so much, Kevin, and thank you, Melanie, for thank the you, Melanie. The, the excellent question. I bet that helped a lot of people. I'm sure it does. And thank you for tuning in. And in the meantime, eat your greens. And be real, everyone. This has been Nutrition for Noobs. We hope you're a bit more enlightened about how your fantastic and complicated body works with the food you put into it. If you have a question or a topic you'd like Michelle to discuss, drop us a line at n4noobs at gmail.com. That's the letter N, the number 4, N-O-O-B-S, at gmail.com. If you haven't already, you can subscribe to the podcast on whatever your favorite platform might be. Also, please consider leaving a review or telling your friends. That's the best way to spread the word. We'll see you next time with another interesting topic. The views and opinions expressed on Nutrition for Noobs are those of the hosts. It is not intended to be a substitute for medical, nutritional, or health advice. Listeners should seek a personal consultation with a qualified practitioner if they have any concerns or before commencing any actions mentioned in the podcast.